Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, something that I love to do is find out more about other radio personalities and honor those that have been a part of this thing that we enjoy calling radio uh, long before I got into this. And uh, there is one individual that I want to hear more about, learn more about tonight, because I saw an article in the Minneapolis Star Tribune. His name is Wayne Eddy. He's 82 years old. You probably saw the story yesterday. Radio legend uh, here in Minnesota has entered hospice care. Um, and maybe many of you have heard his show before, um, have been fans of his for years. I wanted to learn a little bit more about him, and so I reached out to several people today uh, his wife um, I talked to earlier this morning and somebody that we're going to talk to now on the airways. His name is Tim Freeland from the uh, Northfield Historical Society, as well as the host of the Defeat of Jesse James Day's Bank Reenactment. He's going to join us right now here, courtesy of the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline, to uh, to give us some inside perspective on the life of Wayne Eddy. First off, Tim, thank you so much for being on the show. Hey, Henry, I appreciate it, and I am very honored to be on your show and honored to speak about Wayne Eddy tonight. Yeah, and, and it sounds like you, you've you uh, known about me being on the radio for quite some time. We were kind of texting back and forth a little bit <laughs> earlier, and so I appreciate the love going back to the Sludge and Lake days. But but let's talk about yeah, yeah. Wayne, Ed, uh, Wayne Eddy for a second. Um, it sounds yeah. like he's been a jack-of-all-trades in radio. He, he's been an owner, a GM, a morning DJ. Uh, mm-hmm. When you look at KYMN, First AM station in stereo in the upper Midwest. So, so give me a little bit of background mm-hmm. about Wayne Eddy. Uh, oh boy, that's a that's a tall order. But I think I got it. I've I've sharpened my pencil on Wayne. Not that I needed it because I'm <laughs> I'm friends with Wayne. But the specific numbers, you know, that Wayne went to Brown. You know, so he actually, you know, as a St. Paul, uh, he went to Harding um, and did graduate eventually from Harding in St. Paul. Went to Brown Institute and then did the old, you know, as, as you may know, as you well know, making the rounds um, through different markets, working your way around, yep. going through. He did a stint in Toma, Wisconsin. He was down in Iowa, southern Minnesota. In uh, September of 1968, he was asked to come up. There's a brand-new station in Northfield. Uh, they tried to get a station closer up into the metro, but it was a little saturated, so they started to look at markets just outside into this Northfield region and, and Wayne took the job as the, the uh, station manager and he immediately once he got to Northfield started to started to rock and roll and this is where you know I start to get tied in with Wayne things that he's done he as a mentor to me and things that he's led the way for has allowed me to do what I've done in, in this community 
um, because of wings, because there's so much. And he was, you know, on air. He also was the sales manager. You know, you know how it is with radio. You know, yep. get, getting the ads, get, getting the programming. Wayne was the he was the, the the top salesman at KYMN Radio in Northfield, as well as you know the the general manager and and the morning show guy. So doing that until he purchased the station and became the owner himself in '83, uh, he was just always so involved in that. And and you know myself spending. Six, seven years with Wayne at KYMN on air, um, you know, getting to know him, learning about the trade from him, um, you know, that that voice, just the voice and his confidence, his ability to roll in and out of commercial breaks and keep the guests really tied in. Yeah. He claims he claims that he probably interviewed over the years um, about uh, 10,000 people and just constant interviews, interviews. And then the later years uh, before he retired in, in, in 2019, um, his program, The Wayne Eddy Affair, a two-hour sit-down, uh, deep dive into Northfielders. And, uh, yeah, he, he was very involved, um, in, not just in the community, but in the 70s with the Minnesota Vikings covering them, the Purple People Eater Days. So he, it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be weird to see, uh, you know, a Leo Lewis or Stu Voigt come down. He would have Fran Tarkenton on the air all the time. Wayne was connected. He, he was connected. He knew a lot of, a lot of people. Uh, mostly from covering the, the Vikings up in those days. But um, there, there's, there's so much more with him in the community as, as far as being on this. Um, and this kind of, let me explain this here. There's the defeated Jesse James Days Committee, mm-hmm. and we are the, all, we are the largest all-volunteer uh, celebration in the state of Minnesota. Um, and, and we do the weekend after Labor Day, the whole thing. And Wayne would be proud that I'm plugging that, by the way. Um, it is a great festival, and we do the, the bank raid reenactment. So um, Wayne, for 25 years, played Frank James, who was Jesse's brother. And uh, you know, Frank goes into the bank, holds up the teller. Frank's actually the one that assassinates the hero. And so uh, you know, Wayne played that role. And 25 years of, of mounting the horse and shooting the guns and doing all the reenactments. Um, right around that time, he also started and founded the Northfield Historical Society. And, you know, and I'm on that board, but he was one of the founding members. Yeah, I was going to get to that. Yeah. So, so when, did, yeah, he, when yeah. did he when did he found the uh, he founded that win when he found the uh, he was one of the co-founders of the Northfield Historical yep. Society? Yep. Yep. And it was in 1975, Henry. Um, the, the cool story about that is they incorporated as they got a bunch of local historians, people that wanted to maintain its integrity. The building that Jesse and his gang tried to rob, it's called the Scriber Building. Back then it was the Scriber Block, one of these massive buildings. The Scriber Building, when the Historical Society first organized, they, they didn't own that building. It was owned by a private company. And Wayne was very involved and in, in persistent. And he told me the story about guaranteeing you know, that that building would be sold to the Historical Society and become part of that, which it was. And Wayne was instrumental. Well, Fast forward to today, here we are. We just had our 75th year doing mm. Defeated Jesse James days, and, you know, that bank is still there. They go in, and the reenactments are portrayed inside the actual bank, restored down to the floorboards just as it was. And, wow. Well, you know, Wayne being part of getting that building and then the historical society, which this is where you get the crossover into the defeat of Jesse James days. And then there's the James Younger gang. So the actual guys that are the modern day gang that will go around. And when somebody needs a, you know, a a bank robbed uh, reenactment, they'll go do that. And, 
it is, it is something to be a James Younger gang member, which I'm not, but those guys, yeah. you know, are intense. It's what all the horses, the guns, the costumes, just the timing, the history. It's, it's something. Not to mention two guys have to fall off horses every time and land on the, on the <laughs> cement and, 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 and pretend dying. And, yeah. and Wayne did that many times himself. So, yeah. you, know, you know, Henry, we're, we're talking about a guy who fully, you know, on the park board, um, he's in the um, uh, Minnesota Broadcast Hall of Fame. Yep. So Wayne was, was inducted Hall of Fame. He's up there, and he actually, of course, helped uh, get that public museum of broadcasting rolling. And, yeah. and him pushing and working all that detail. Yeah. So, you know, just, just being involved in so many different things ties into what you said, the the jack of all trades. I might yep. call him a joker of all trades, yeah. kind of we're, a joker of all trades. Yeah, we're talking to Tim Freeland uh, for the Northfield Historical Society as well as the host of the Defeat of Jesse James Day's Bank reenactment here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Talking about uh, Wayne Eddy, who is uh, 82 years old, the radio legend. Uh, he's in hospice care right now, and like you mentioned, uh, from a KYMN radio and a member of the Minnesota Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Look, the mm-hmm. fact that he yep. did so many things to be an owner, to be a manager, to, to be a morning host, to, to, to be there from the inception when it was launched in 1968 says a lot about him. And I did talk um, earlier this morning with his wife, Julie. Uh, we had a, we had a yep. nice conversation, and uh, she did mention to me that uh, – that Wayne has almost kind of been like a mentor, like you mentioned, to, to you. Just talk about mm-hmm. what Wayne Eddy means to Northfield. Now, full transparency, I have never been – I've been through Northfield, clearly going down um, you yep. know, Highway 35, but I've never, like, hung out yep. in Northfield. And I do have to get up there at some point because I'm, I'm good friends with a coach – uh, Kosmoski there at at, at St. Olaf. So so I do have some uh, ties. Yeah. yeah, so I do have some ties to to uh to Northfield, yep. but I haven't been up there. But but talk about what Mr. Eddie means to the people of Northfield. I I will do that, but I do want to say just mark it down weekend after Labor Day next year we get you into the front row. You see how the West was changed, how the Civil War mentality was no longer something that the citizens would stand up, that they yeah. would allow. They stood up to it. To yeah. see that reenactment, to come down and see it, and people say, oh, okay, I didn't get it. Now I see yep. that there's a hero in the bank and all that. So, anyways, Wayne, um, his persistence, his, his now he'll, he'll say, you know, he is persistent. He's on the go, but he's very altruistic. Everything is about other people, and you sense that in his interviews when you see him asking the questions and i've been in that seat being interviewed by wayne oh he's got he's got quite the personality he might have been pat oh, McAfee. Yeah. he might have been pat mcafee before pat mcafee <laughs> <laughs> i i think pat probably took some notes from this guy I mean, <laughs> w- w- wayne wayne was he, he he's been everywhere especially down here and like you said a lot of people know him i can't believe his reach of friends um and and you see, he can't sit still. This guy, and this is, you know, kind of like, kind of like me. You got to be moving. You know, life's only so short. And this is how he would mentor me, not just in the sales, about getting the sales and going out with, you know, in radio, how you're going to pitch that. And that was the whole thing. Just, just doing that, but talking to me about, um, hey, your involvement and how you might strategically do that, and then, you know, working with the city because we have to really interact with the city of Northfield throughout whatever goes on. So Wayne knew all of those people on boards, on the park board. Uh, um, I would say Wayne is the kind of, this might sum it up. He is loving this 
maybe loving is a strong word. He is thoroughly enjoying. And his his daughter Angel said in a Facebook post, "This is like, and this is this is how they're thinking about this as a time, a period, as a living wake." Mm. And Wayne Wayne absolutely loves to hear everybody and the visitors, and they're reading him all the texts, and it's coming in. And and Wayne is just. He loves it, and he he lived his life so that when he reached this point in time, people's hearts would reach out, that they would come and say, thank you, Wayne, and to connect with that, it's a real bittersweet time. But I I like how Angel put that. And how often do we run across somebody who is having their living wake? You know, you you see almost this, uh, uh, what was that, Curb Your Enthusiasm? They did like a a, a wake, like a fake wake, Mm -hmm. like you were there for it. It's it's one of those where like oh that stuff should be said while you're alive you know to hear it and yeah. and that's what's going on down here. And, it's, what we, and it's what we'd like to call it. giving somebody their flowers. Exactly, yep. give, give give them the flowers and smell them too. And and uh, you know this I know that I'm getting the updates and Julie said that uh, you know sleeping a little more starting to you know you, you just to starts to get some swelling here and there all that fun stuff and and we're keeping on top of it. Um, Reflecting on him as a personality in this community and him not standing still. Yep. When he got off his show, when his show was done, he either hopped on his motorcycle or his 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 sixty eight uh, his sixty eight old with the sun with the the sunroof down, just that that top down. And Wayne just drove around all day. He yeah. do, he would just want to talk and wave, and and uh, he was you'd see him everywhere, everywhere yeah. you go. What what, but, what yeah. Well, 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 Tim, I appreciate you hopping on the show, man, and, and, yeah. and talking about and kind of educating me and the listening audience about Wayne mm-hmm. Eddie from uh, KYMN. Um, look, Absolutely. You, you, you mentioned that he he appreciates and loves, um, you know, get, getting the um, the attention right now and being yep. um, honored in the way that he is. Uh, I don't know that he's listening tonight to, to WCCO. I, I, I wish that he was, but if not, make sure that he, he uh, that he listens to this he segment. Is. He's on. <laughs> yeah. All right, he's on. He, he's on. This has been a great segment. I'll I'll, I'll make sure that uh, we play it back. Do you, do you post, post audio? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. You pull up the podcast. Absolutely. Got it. Got it. Yep. Got it. Got it. Hey, I thank you so much, Tim. Sure, yep. Okay, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. That's Tim Freeland. Take care, Henry. From the Northfield Historical Society, as well as the host of the uh, Defeat of Jesse James Day's Bank Reenactment. And since Wayne is listening, um, Wayne. Uh, just thinking about you and your family, and thank you for all that you've done in this great business of radio. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More Lake Show next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thanks again to Tim Freeland for being on the show talking about Wayne Eddy. And just to kind of piggyback off of what Tim was talking about, I like doing that type of stuff, Um, giving people their flowers while they're here. Um, I don't think that we do it enough, to be honest with you. I don't think that we celebrate amazing people, talented people, good people enough while they're here. There's a lot of celebrating people after they after they're they're gone, right? Like, and I and I get that. Like celebrating someone's life, what they've done, what they mean to us, um, what they put into our community, that should be applauded anytime. I don't care if they're here. Or a hundred years from now. But I do like the touch of being able to tell people that we love you, we appreciate you here and now while they're still here. Because I got to be honest with you, man, I tell you something that I've been talking about for years. And it's been a great debate. In the sports world. Has been. How do you honor Pete Rose? How do you do? No, I'm dead. We know it's long been discussed and talked about. And I have had the, the stance and still have the stance that he doesn't go into the Hall of Fame. Now, can you talk about the sport of baseball without talking about Pete Rose? There's no way. You cannot talk about the sport in the game in the history of baseball without talking about Pete Rose. But Pete Rose does not deserve to be in for what he did. And and it's not just about what he did, but the fact that he lied and lied. He promoted the lie about everything for, what, 20 years at least? Almost 30 years? And then, you know, as he's wised up and gotten older, I think in his mind he's like, I want to get in the hall before I die. I I think that that's Pete's mission, right? And that's drastically different than what we're talking about here. But you get my point, like, I think he should be celebrated, though. There's a way to – like, Barry Bonds. Don't you think that Barry Bonds should be celebrated? I don't think that, I don't think that Barry Bonds is getting in the Hall of Fame. But he, he – how can you not talk about Barry Bonds? It's an interesting uh, set of circumstances you've set up there, Mr. Lake. Um, I, I've long held this belief. I've kind of – gotten off this a little bit as the years have gone on of getting in the hole and not getting in the hole. Yes. Okay. My original thought, and I'm still holding on to it, but, but uh, less tight of a grip than before. Okay. I think Pete Rose will get into the hall of fame, but I think not alive, but I think they're waiting until he passes. I think they're waiting until he dies. They are I can not see gonna, that happening. They are not going to give him the satisfaction. Yep, I can see that happening. Because they know now, and, and they've known for, for years now, how much he covets this, how much he wants this, how much he goes around 
and celebrates this with the hit king stuff and the peep or the hit king in his collar. And he would and, throw it in your face. Yes. He they know this is the last thing that would top off his life. And I think that there's enough pettiness in the room. I think you're spot on with this take. To to wait until he passes and the year after he passes, oh, he gets in. I, I think um, you're I think you're spot on with it. I, I I'm dead serious. I, I think that they I think that they would do him that after he's gone. I don't I, I agree with you. I don't think that they want to give him the satisfaction of doing right. it while he's alive. Let me ask you this though. Okay, that's P. Rawls. What about Barry Bonds? I think he will get in under under some type of veterans committee as the older veterans move along, as the older veterans voters move out of the picture, and a generation that's your age, that's my age, becomes more of that majority of the veteran voters. I think he will, personally, I think he will get in before he passes. All right, so let me bring it home local, and this will be the last question on this. Joe Maurer. Joe Maurer's getting in. I don't know. I'm not saying. I'm not. I don't, don't. I don't. You don't think he's getting in? Not in the base in the baseball Hall of Fame. Yes. Yeah. Who did? did who it's, just? It's, did, it's tight. Did, didn't it's Scott tight. Rowland just go in? Yes. I. I think that he had an impact around here, but I Hold don't on. know if he's viewed as impactful nationally as he is regionally. I think regionally, if, if you talk to people from the Iowa-Missouri state line up to the Canadian border and from the Montana-North Dakota state line all the way over to Lake Michigan, he's definitely in. He's a no, he's a no brainer. He's a, a, a absolutely in. I think if you go outside Bro, of those borders, I think if, Wa- I think if, if you go outside Walker's, of those borders, if I think Larry it, Walker's going in, Joe Mauer's going in. I mean, come on, man. They're, th- they're getting looser with the people that they're allowing in. I, I, I agree. I agree they're getting looser. Larry, Larry I, I, Walker doesn't scream Hall of Fame to me. Not to you, but I think he was a more known, na- more known name nationally than he was Scott Rowland got in. I know. I know. I, I Larry pers- Walker, you think, was his, his name? I mean – we are talking about somebody that won MVP. I know, but you think of Larry. You think of Larry Walker, and you think of those days not just back when he was with Colorado, hitting all those mashing all those mm-hmm. home runs, but back to when he was with Montreal. Montreal. Yeah, yeah. I think his name resonates more. I I think Scott Rowland's name resonates more nationally than no, Joe Mauer. No, no I way. do. No I way. do. Scott Rowland. When was he ever recognizable? Did he ever? Did he ever have a, a what was the what was the advertising for the hair? The same one as the uh, uh, what's my guy Troy Palomalu? Head, head and shoulders. Head and shoulders. He never had a head and shoulders commercial. Stop it! I, Why are you hating on my guy Joe Mauer, man? I'm not hating. I'm, I'm not you. hating. I'm a, let me get Joe Mickey I, in the studio. I would put him in. I think he has had impact. I don't think that that name has resonated as nationally as other names have. Even though his, his stats are comparable, even though as a catcher he was comparable, I think if he I think if I, he, I think that I think you he spends, don't, I think that you don't think that Joe Mauer's a national name and I think that he absolutely is. I'm not he's never going to be bigger than he is in Minnesota. We get no, that. No, no, no. But I, more people 
are Joe Maurer fans and you want to give him credit for? <sighs> we can I hope, disagree. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Yeah, we can disagree. We can I don't disagree. know. I don't know if you are. I hope you're right. All right. 651-461-9226. Coming up next, let's actually talk um, some sports uh, on the football side. The Purple Insider, Matthew Collar. He joins us next year on The Lake Show. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right. Well, I know he's going to be upset. It's not my fault. If you find it, you can play it uh, before we're done with Matthew Collar. I'm, I'm actually I'm going to put this on um, producer tonight, J Lo. J Lo's supposed to have his open ready. Matthew, I apologize. J Lo knows the drill. He knows you got to open, and he didn't. He didn't take care of business, man. So, uh, are you upset? As Matthew Collar, the Purple Insider, joins us here on the uh, the John Schuch Cole Baker Hotline. Are you upset with J Lo? Yes or no? Uh, well, look, I am a little bit of a diva reporter, so I think that I should be. But, uh, yeah, and, and, and look, if I don't bring my best, I'm going to use it as an excuse. When I do the post game for how this interview went, I'm going to say, look, it didn't start off on the right foot, tried to recover, it just didn't work out. So, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to lie. It makes it, it, makes it hard. It, it is disappointing. J-Lo, do you have anything to say for yourself? Or are you still trying to find his, his open? Yeah, you are trying to find it. I, I, I don't have anything to say for myself. I am ashamed. Yeah, I, have, I, I will uh, go to the uh, corner now, and I will uh, go ahead and not uh, worry about anything in life in general for the next 10 minutes. But first, <laughs> before we do that, uh, why don't we do this? Wait, wait. Is, is, this, is, this, is this his open with Chad Hartman? No, he has an open with this show. Come on. See, this is this is an epic fail. Jonathan Lowe played your open that gets aired on the Chad Hartman show. He didn't play the open that's supposed to be on Thursday nights. So I, I have a lot of, um, oh. actually, appreciation for this situation because I have been in it as a former radio producer many times. Oh. Although usually, usually the host doesn't call you out on the air, so... Uh, usually they, the host just powers through, but you've really made a choice. Nah, I'm into you shaming to, people uh, tonight. Nah, nah, I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm in the, uh, the gift giving, um, 
time of year. You know, it's the holiday season. I'm going to make sure that I, that I wear J-Lo out tonight. <laughs> anyway, enough of me having fun at J- uh, Jonathan Lowe's expense. First off, Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and yours, uh, Matthew Collar. Let's talk some football. And I want to start before we move forward to this weekend's big and pivotal matchup. Let's let's go back to Cincinnati, and we're not going to talk about your hate for Skyline Chili and, and how you were you know, disrespecting them. What the heck was going on there in that game with the play calling? How? What is your assessment of the play calling late by Coach Kevin O'Connell? So, yeah, that, play calling is an interesting thing because, I mean, one, I think it's something that every single person who watches the game can comment on at the end of the game, yep. right? Yep. Like, that's something where if a play goes wrong at the end, then every fan can be like, why didn't you do the other thing? Uh, but I come out of that game with 424 yards and 24 points and think, wait, we're talking about the coach being a bad play caller? I mean, I thought, I thought Kevin O'Connell it had one of his best games as a game planner, I'm not talking about for the caller. I'm not talking until, about for the duration of the game. Yeah, until the end. Exactly. Yep. And that's what I'm yep. getting to. Yep. Until the last play didn't work. And look now, if we look at it statistically for QB sneaks, 85 percent of the time in the NFL, QB sneaks work. So if you ran it twice, you would expect that one of them would work, but 15 percent of the time it doesn't. And would I have maybe given the ball to Ty Chandler? With the game he was having, yes. Would I have done a tush-push with Brandon Powell? Absolutely under no circumstances would I have tried that. Uh, but they even converted QB sneaks earlier in the same game. Uh, and, and so, I, you know, I guess I, I look at it as a, a situation, a classic football situation where a play doesn't work, so we all think it was wrong, and we all questioned the coach afterward. Yep. But in my mind – uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, usually quarterback sneaks work. That's why everybody runs them all the time, and the fact that it didn't, and then the defense melted down. And I came out of that game being like, wait a minute. The defense really is getting a free pass here for giving up three touchdown drives at the end of that game because we're all focused on Kevin O'Connell's play calling at the end. And so, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I came out of that game thinking probably a little differently from a lot of people after that. Oh, no, no. I thought th- that's how I opened. I talked about that on Monday. That was my number one takeaway from the game on Saturday was I, I, I felt like Brian Flores wasn't getting enough flack. Like, I, I literally tweeted about Brian Flores and how great of a job he was doing, and then they just fell apart there. They gave away, what, 21 points in the fourth quarter. I, so I, I thought that that was – to me, it was more about that than about – the uh, the uh, you know the um, the quarterback sneaks and all that, but 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 I do want to get back to the quarterback sneaks for a second because one of the problems that I have with the National Football League in general is that we have this thing that the Eagles have perfected called the tush push, and now everybody and their mother's trying it, and not everybody's able to perfect it. So I, I kind of have a problem with everybody thinking that they can do something. That, that the Philadelphia Eagles have mastered and they alone have mastered it. And going back to something that you stated, give Ty Chandler the damn football. Like, it's not that difficult. It's not that hard. If you don't get it on third and one, go ahead on fourth and one and try it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree on, on all sides. I mean, for one, that's kind of the first time in a really long time we've seen the defense look that vulnerable. Now it took 
uh, I don't know, Space Jam Michael Jordan catching that ball <laughs> by T. Higgins and, and scoring uh, in order to you know, have that meltdown. But I also thought there's, there's a message in that, that, in that situation that you know, this Vikings defense, they've gotten everything out of it. But if they're going to be a great defense, they need more talent. You know, they need probably you know a couple more cornerbacks, like definitely more pass rush uh, beyond just Daniel Hunter. Like I, I think that you, you could see there, they've got a lot of good players, but they really need to add another star player or three if they're going to be great, because that's where star players show up. Caleb Evans has had a nice season. I think he's turned out to be a very good draft pick for them. But if that's Sauce Gardner or something like he's made, he's he's making that play right, and he's not getting Moss there. So that's one thing uh, mm-hmm. that the defense is vulnerable to really good players. We've seen it, Cortland Sutton at the end of a game, uh, you know, DJ Moore at the end of a game. So so they're not a perfect 2000 Ravens type of defense. We know that. And as far as you know, the the whole push push thing, like there's been an accusation I think that is correct of Kevin O'Connell that he gets too cute. And that, that's right. That's right. I mean, look, the Justin Jefferson pass, I went back and looked at that. That almost They almost messed up the pitch, and then he almost threw an interception. It was like, okay, we don't need that. Like, you're moving the ball so well, you don't need to toss in a trick play. And how many times have they blown up their own games because of silly trick plays over the last two years? And the same thing is like, you don't need the gimmick. Earlier in the game, they got a QB sneak without a tush push. Like you, you don't need to try this thing that doesn't actually work unless you are the Philadelphia Eagles. I think it's actually what Tom Brady used to do a lot of times. His, his QB sneaks were amazing, just like the Eagles. They would spread it out, put like four wide receivers out there and spread out the defense and then QB sneak. Uh, I still think they got kind of screwed on the spot on the first sneak. So, yeah, you know, that was a game that was so fascinating. I think, Henry, more than anything is the reaction to it, uh, even more than breaking down the circumstances that led to it, because I thought Vikings fans were really incensed with the result of that game and frustrated, and I I hadn't seen almost any real criticism of O'Connell until then. I don't have that much of him, aside from getting too cute from time to time. I think that he's really, you know, taken this franchise where they wanted him to take it when they hired him. But uh, there, the people were very, very angry coming out of that game for but, sure. But don't you think that? And we're talking to Matthew Collar, uh, Purple Insider, here on the Lake Show on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. Don't you think that he has though taken a little bit of criticism here in the last month? There, there were some people that felt like he went, he waited way too long to go to. Nick Mullins, who I'm going to ask you about in a second, uh, in the Raiders game. And then also against Chicago, people were a little bit upset with him because towards the end of the game, he seemed to get very conservative. So it, it seems to me there's there's been a little bit of people getting in their feelings about, about Kevin O'Connell. It has. It definitely has. And, you know, you look at a couple of these games, and they won all of these types of games last year. So, uh, you know, we didn't have any late-game criticisms, but – uh, yeah, they're a first down away against Chicago. Of course, your quarterback threw four interceptions that day, so I, I guess I understood that. Um, gosh, Denver—they just fumbled the ball. I, I don't know if there, you know, is there anything that they could really do there yep. uh, from a coaching perspective. Where it's funny that the win is where I had the most criticism because I thought if you're going to say you will adjust to Josh Dobbs you're going to have to point it out to me. Like, explain to me like I'm five where you adjusted to Josh Dobbs. 
because it didn't really look like they did that at all outside of a handful of run plays. And, I mean, they went to Nick Mullins at the right time enough to win that game. But yep. that was that was where the wind came out of the sails, and I think we did start to see people saying, all right, like, what's going on here? But here's my thing, Henry. Go around the league and point to any backup quarterback, and on a week-to-week basis, that guy makes his coach look like a genius or a moron and almost nothing in between. Like, how about Kevin Stefanski getting talked about for coach of the year? Joe Flacco throws three picks. He looks terrible all day. The, the Bears melt down at the end of that game, drop a Hail Mary, and now it's like, Kevin Stefanski, coach of the year. Uh, oh, okay. Like, Tommy DeVito is everybody's favorite Italian quarterback, and then now, like, he has the worst game ever against the New Orleans. That's the life that we live with backup quarterbacks. Yes, I feel like there is a little bit of tension and a little bit of frustration growing toward Kevin O'Connell. I just don't think it's really all that justified. You can have reasoned criticisms of a specific game, a game plan, without going over the top and saying, oh, well, you know, he's not a good coach and they're going to be in trouble in the future with him or something. Uh, you know, I think you can live in both of those worlds. Yeah. All right, so let, let me ask you about Nick Mullins. Your, your thoughts on his performance on Saturday? Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's a wild ride. You know, one thing I was, I was trying, I, I went back and watched a bunch of games from him at San Francisco in 2020, and I was talking to some of the other reporters, and I was like, if you got, like, if they want him to be a game manager, play it safe, check it down, this ain't your guy. Like, this guy plays like he's a baller. It reminds me of Ryan Fitzpatrick a little bit, where there's no real reason for someone in his position to throw the ball into double coverage or force the ball down the field or whatever, but he'll do it. And, uh, you know, that got them some good plays down the field, some bad plays uh, for interceptions that he'll make some strange decisions. I think that what Kevin O'Connell loved about it was he threw the ball to the right place, and he threw it inaccurately to the right place. But if you have Justin Jefferson, if you have Jordan Addison, and even T.J. Hawkinson had one that was not even close that he ended up pulling in for a first down, I mean, what my thought was, if Kevin O'Connell in the future gets his quarterback and it's his perfect type of guy that's accurate, has you know, great execution for the, for the scheme, they're going to score a lot of points in the future with these weapons because Addison, Jefferson, and Hawkinson in that game really bailed out Nick Mullins about 14 different times on inaccurate throws. But that's him just executing the offense enough uh, to get the ball near enough for those guys to catch it, put it somewhere in, in the range. But I think it's just week to week, possession to possession. Any given pass could be a pick six, and any given pass could be set up for Justin Jefferson to moss somebody, and that's what you're going to live with these next couple weeks. Hey, let me ask you this about Daniel Hunter, who's been he's been awesome this year, right? Uh, you know, he he's he's looks he looks refreshed, he looks good. Um, he's I mean, he's he's been this is eighth year in the league. My question is this. If the Vikings knew that this was what they were going to get, and, and it, you're never certain on what you're going to get, right, when, when you have a guy and you're trying to, you know, figure out your money and stuff like that, do you think that they would have done um, a deal with him to, to have him here longer than the one year that he ended up getting? 100% they would have, yeah. I mean, there's no question about it. Like, Brian Flores was the happiest guy in the entire building the day that they uh, announced that they were bringing him back for this year and that they'd worked on a contract. And I think he had a good sense for how he was going to be able to use Hunter uh, to even further maximize his talents, which are are hard to screw up. Uh, As we saw last year, he was still very good as well. But 
it's it's very much hindsight, right? It's like now we know that Brock Purdy actually is a great quarterback, but going into the season, we were like, is that just a flash in the pan? And with Daniil Hunter, now we know he's a league leader or second by half a sack. But going into the season, you're still asking the question, like, how is he going to work with this defense? You're still asking the question of, like, should you pay this guy top of market if that's what he's asking for, if you're putting him among the, you know, the Bosa's and the TJ Watts, and like, are you really going to pay him that much money? Uh, that's a hard decision with a guy who did have health issues before and was only one year separated from that. Uh, and now we've seen how good of a fit it is. And, and now there is a, the real possibility that he could just say, you know what, I'm going to sign somewhere else. Uh, and, and there still could be a gap between what they think they should pay him and, and what he wants. Uh, you know, because what we've seen is Quasi Adolfo Mensa has drawn hard lines with his dollars and cents and has not crossed those. That's how a lot of players ended up out of here uh, last year, and it actually worked out. But that's, that's the miss, though. Like, I think it was the right decision very much on – Delvin Cook, on Eric Hendricks, on, you know, Adam Thielen. But when it came to Hunter, I think holding the hard line was probably a mistake in hindsight. And, uh, you know, that might end up turning out to be a little bit of a costly mistake because I've got to imagine if Brian Flores is going to be here going forward and doesn't get a head coaching job, he is going to push hard for them to pay Daniel Hunter as much as possible. All right, I'm up against the clock. One final quickie. Who wins this weekend and why between the Vikings and Detroit? Uh, Detroit, because Nick Mullins is way too wild. The Detroit's offense is very, very good. So I think they're going to use some of the same things Cincinnati used last week to succeed with the underneath and short passing game. Thank you so much, Matthew. I appreciate the time, my man. Thanks, Henry. Appreciate you. All right. Happy holidays and uh, Merry Christmas to one Matthew Collar, the Purple Insider. We'll take a break, come back, wrap up the hour next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, the CCO text line, 651-461-9226. Somebody texting in from the 612. Totally disagreeing with Jonathan Lowe. Joe Maurer is getting in, period. He has an MVP, but more important, he won three batting titles as a catcher. No other American League catcher has ever won one, and it was only done once in the National League. He must have won some Gold Glove Awards as a catcher, too. Uh, Texter, uh, Joe Maurer won three Gold Glove Awards. Three. Six-time All-Star. Stop playing with us, J-Lo. Stop playing with us. I'm telling you. Creighton Durham Hall's finest. I think think he has credentials to get in. I don't know if if the – I don't think he's getting in first ballot. I didn't say that. I'm talking about he's getting in, though. I want to see. Gonna be long. I want to see what the first ballot is. I want to see what the percentage is on the first ballot. I think that'll be telling. Let, let me say this right now. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna put it out there, and I'm assuming that you will strongly disagree with this. Joe Maurer is. It, I don't think he's gonna get in on the first ballot. 
I hope my guy gets in. I really do. Joe Maurer will get in within his first three years. I, I he will not wait longer than three years. I, and we can put I money don't, on. That. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think if he does get in, it's going to be because it's a ten-year window, right? I think He's it's going to be close in the first three years. I think it's going to be closer to year. If he gets in, it's going to be closer to year eight or nine than it is going to be closer. He's to getting year in three. in the first three years. We can let's put some money on it. Name your wager. Name what, it. What you want? What you want? <laughs> a hundo? Let's go fifty. We can go fifty. Let's go fifty. We can go fifty. Betting on the radio, folks. <laughs> We're not in Vegas. <laughs> Let's do – it's the holiday Draft, season. DraftKings and FanDuel on your radio. <laughs> Coming up next, something that I have been saying this entire year, and finally people have listened and said, enough. The gouging must stop, and General Mills now understands. we we'll get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 